Hail you nostalgic high priestesses of sobriety. <laughs> Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, Kendra, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 19, The Labors of Love. Though no one is in labor. Well, no, but the gang is laboring because of their love for Nat. <laughs> All right, let's crack open the condor. Let's do it. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on February 2nd of 1994. A couple birthdays around this time. Harry Styles was oh. born on February 1st of 1994. And Charlie Heaton from uh, Stranger Things and uh, New, Mutants New Mutants was born That's on... Right. February 6th of 1994. Make me feel a little old. Old. And I'm not that much older than them, but... Yeah, well, I'm significantly old. older than them, so I know how you feel. <laughs> hey, and while we're on the topic of New Mutants, uh, mm. our fellow Radio Meanwhile show, previously on X-Men, is back with a new episode covering none other than the New Mutants movie. All right. Uh, one movie that came out around this time, February 4th, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yes. All right. TV-wise, we got one new show, Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego? Did you watch this, Kendra? I thought it was Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Is that something else? Or am I just remembering There were a couple different wrong? Carmen Sandiego shows. One okay. was like a game show, and one was the cartoon. I watched the cartoon, I feel, mm -hmm. and we had this um, board game. We had a Carmen Sandiego oh. board game. Okay. It was really fun. We yeah, liked it. Yeah. And on February 8th, Saved by the Bell, the college years mm, ended. Pour one out. Gone too soon. <laughs> Gone too soon. Music-wise, we had the American Music Awards on February 7th. Top pop rock people were Eric Clapton and Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. Favorite rock pop group went yes. to Aerosmith. Okay. Rock pop song went to I Will Always Love You. Favorite soul or R&B group went to En Vogue. Favorite solar R&B artist went to Tony Braxton. Favorite country singers went to Garth Brooks and Reba McIntyre. And favorite hip-hop artists went to Dr. Dre. Okay. Whitney Houston and The Bodyguard and I Will Always Love You. Oh, sure. The big winners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big winners of the night. Yeah. And uh, one other random thing to mention. On February 8th, an uh, infamous... Um, encounter with Jack Nicholson where he like attacked a car with a golf club. He just like got out of his car and road raged all over the person wow. in front of him with a golf club. Wow. Yeah. He had to, and he had to like pay them a bunch of money. Well, so. all work and no play make Jack a dull boy. So maybe. Yeah. And the article I read was like, well, this is kind of funny because he then is the anger management like counselor <laughs> to Adam Sandler. That's true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so. That's, that's pretty funny. Wow. I wanted to mention before we go beyond the zip code yes. that there's a new documentary out on mm. Hulu yes. called Kid, Kid 90. Yeah. That, what's her name? Soleil. Oh, yeah. Moon Fry. Yeah. Who was, Soleil uh, Moon Fry. Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Or punky. She, through her whole, like, adolescence, yeah. just, like, filmed everything and kept every recording, uh -huh. every voicemail, every picture. Um, so they compiled it all into a... Doc, like an hour documentary yeah. and brian austin green is featured in mm -hmm. it and um so is david arquette who oh, was sure. also on 90210 yes, so that's why i that's why i watched it it was good um it's sad because a lot of the people they knew died yeah. very young yeah. and but she just had i mean she has random video of like her with leonardo dicaprio Crazy. her with like voicemails of uh, Mark Wahlberg calling her for dates. Wow. Uh, so just a lot of like random stuff. So it was a very interesting look uh, like at this time capsule yeah. of the 90s. So if you're interested, I would recommend that. It was only like an hour and 12 minutes yeah. on, on Hulu. So. Yeah. I know. I, I saw it watch. does like the image prominently features Brian Austin Green. And I mean, I loved yeah. Punky Brewster back in the day. I don't know that I'm going to hurry over to Peacock to watch like a Punky Brewster reboot, but I did. Yeah, I did love that show as a child. I never watched it. So I was really just watch watching the documentary yeah. for the for the other people that were in it. But it was good. Yeah. It was well done. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out then. 
Uh, and if uh, if documentaries aren't your speed, maybe books are. Uh, for our Beyond the Zip Code today, we're going to look at Shannon Doherty's 2010 self-help book titled Badass, A Hard-Earned Guide to Living with Style and the Right Attitude. Mm. ABC News said this about it. Doherty fans, pick this thing up. Beyond the actress's tidbit of advice, there's a feast of personal photos that chronicle her journey from Tennessee Tyke to TV star to Hollywood hostess. In addition, the 256-page opus includes recipes, Doherty claims to make a perfect roast chicken, handy charts, and lots of rip-outable post-on-your-mirror pages with messages to amp up the attitude of even the most meek of specimens. So there you go. You can check out the book, Badass, A Hard-Earned Guide to Living Life with Style and the Right Attitude by our own friend, uh, Shannon Doherty. All right. Well, let's check out the synopsis for our episode today, The Labors of Love. Brandon, Steve, and the gang take turns working at the peach pit while Nat has bypass surgery. Cousin Joey isn't very optimistic about the future of the pit and is looking to sell his interest in the peach pit. Does anyone know any millionaires? Hmm. Someone might be interested in that. Meanwhile, David has gone full Scarface and Kelly is not having it. (laughs) Andrea grapples with the decisions about her pregnancy. Also, Brenda is taking a class taught by a recently single Lucinda Nicholson. Oh, that shouldn't be a problem, right? Lucinda. Yeah, it'll be fine. Totally fine. It'll be fine. All right. uh, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was directed by Jefferson Kibbe. Uh, it was written by Christine Pettit and Roseanne Welch. I can't remember if we've discussed this before, but Christine Pettit is the name of Jack McKay's fiance. So I guess it must have just. Oh, they must I have feel used like we have name. mentioned that, but I that name remember. sounds familiar. I remember we had a similar. I mean, that is the character's name, but I remember we had a similar thing where Maria Semple, a writer who's a novelist now on the show, got name checked. So it seems like they had a history of just finding names mm-hmm. they liked within the production and using them. Yeah, that's too similar. I mean, it's the exact same. Oh name. yeah. I mean, it can't be a coincidence. <laughs> A lot of recurring players today returning. We have Carrie Keene as Suzanne Steele, Mark Damon Espinoza as Jesse Vasquez, Joe Itata as Nat. We have a credited appearance by Wesley Allen Gullick as Willie. Uh, sometimes he's in the background and it's not listed. He's not in the credits. Sometimes I was going to say, is. I didn't even really notice him this episode. Yeah, I don't remember so. him speaking, so I'm not sure why this one got a specific credit, but always nice to see Willie pop up in the background there. We have returning William S. Taylor as Dean Trimble and... I don't know if you noticed this, Kendra, but in the beginning of this, after the credits roll, it says also starring Dinah Myers, Lucinda Nicholson. Oh, she got an also starring. Yeah. And then it goes on to uh, guest star, but it's like guest stars, Joey Tata. So I'm, I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't notice before. I don't remember if she's always been credited this way, but I thought it was surprising to see her get that. That that like denotes how much you're getting paid for the episode, right? Yeah, I think like, it does. Yeah. It says also starring or guest yeah star well as we covered i mean she she had a lot of credits up to her name at this point so yeah maybe Mm -hmm. that's all it is but i thought it was interesting nonetheless we say goodbye to a few recurring players today joe greco is making his final appearance as joe busicchio you know he cashed out and he's out of there yeah he's done Uh, we have we have and this is surprising to me so i hope it's right but supposedly the final appearance of zachary throne as howard It's the last he's credited for in IMDb, and I honestly don't remember Howard after this. It just seems like with the radio station and everything, we would see him again. But yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see. He's a few, out of there. A few new recurring players. We have, this is the second of three appearances of Yuri Ogawa. I didn't mention her last time, but she has played Nat's nurse in both of these, and she shows up later in the season as Dottie. So I don't know if that's the same character and she just gets a name, or if it's two different characters, but whatever. <laughs> Welcome back, Yuri Ogawa, who also plays a nurse in the movie Time Cop, which I unapologetically love. So, Yeah, you wrote some fan fiction, right? Do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Finally, in uh, this is just being able to say the name brings me delight here, but we have Bo Jesse Christopher as Andy, uh, David's... Bo Jesse Christopher. Yes. David's That's a name. very confident new drug dealer. Very confident. Not yeah. trying to hide anything, this guy. Just in the dorm room. Right in the dorm. Wowzer. Yeah. Wowzer. Anyway, he's had a very steady career prior to 90210 and right up until today where it's, you know, he doesn't go long without working. But some noticeable guest appearances in shows like Quantum Leap. He's particularly in these Quantum Leap episodes that deal with an evil leaper. Do you know the plot of Quantum Leap, Kendra? He leaps. Sam Beckett goes from 
time like from life to life time to time fixing problems in the past and a couple of times in the series he runs into an evil leaper who's doing the exact opposite going back through time and like screwing things up Ah, so like doctor who sure yeah and uh bo jesse christopher is in that anyway uh finally we have as andrea's doctor who's not great i'm just gonna say it (laughs) yeah she's not great yeah. Uh, the actress, I'm sure, is lovely, but that character is uh, unpleasant. Kind of like the cop who was uh, helping the, the Silver Taylor family when Aaron went missing. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. take a few classes on how to talk to people. <laughs> anyway, the actress's name is Sue Ann Spoke, and she had other roles in shows like Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, uh, Seinfeld, ER, and more recently, Station 19, the Grey's Anatomy spinoff. All right, let's get into the episode, let's The Labor's of love we start kelly is driving andrea to the clinic and asking is she sure this is what she wants to do andrea is sure did you happen to notice some of the uh, businesses in the establishing uh shots leading up to it because we had a crystal clear shot of a 90s era blockbuster video which was (gasps) the place to be yes it was like it was you know it was like frozen in amber (laughs) Uh, so they get to the clinic and mm-hmm. they're waiting to be called back. Andrea's just wondering how on earth she ended up here. Yeah. And she's not in a good place. Emotionally. The most startling thing about this scene was learning that Andrea was 19. Crazy. <laughs> no longer does she look. And they're not even trying to make I, her look 19. No, they're not. They're, not. they're just like they're embracing not. her 30 year old. Yeah, which is fine. But it, yeah, it is. <laughs> when she said it outright, it was like, okay. Okay. All anyway. right. Um, Kelly offers to go with her back. Mm-hmm. Uh, like into to the talk office. To the doctor. Yeah. And yeah, and she does. And Andrea's under the, the impression that, that this is like the real, this yeah. is an appointment where she can have the procedure, but instead it's just a consultation. And so. Yeah. The lady's like, no, you can't have it today. Here right. are your options. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't, I don't want the options. Yeah. I know what I want. I want to do it today, but it's not possible. So she makes an appointment. I found this um, a little later. Yeah, I was it, just leaving from where we left off with her going and telling Jesse and the hugs and everything. I was a little surprised to to jump right into this, but yeah, it kind well, of plays we learned out that she doesn't. Yeah. she hasn't even told Jesse that she's right. doing this. Right. So yeah. I'm like, what was the point of telling him you're pregnant at all? Mm. Like, won't he just be mad that you? Well, we'll find out how he feels. I guess we will. <laughs> yes, I guess we will. At the hospital, Brandon and Dylan are waiting. The surgery's just starting. It's a very long surgery, and they're waiting around. There's like a weird, almost argument between them. Yes. Here, I can't remember what they say. No, I but... know this. Uh, this episode is sort of full of Brandon Dylan tension, kind of before anything happens. So I don't know if right. they're just. Both... I didn't. I didn't understand why they were snapping at each other. I didn't either. I. It sort of seems like maybe they're just both feeling a little territorial about Nat and the Peach Pit. I don't really understand why at this point. I do eventually, but at this point, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't either. They wheel Nat out. He's all ready for surgery, and he thanks them for being his best customers and pals. And uh, they wheel him on back. There's a cute little moment where the nurse who's pushing the thing is like, all right, we got to go. And he's like, I'm talking to my boys. It's <laughs> very tender. It was cute. Yeah, yeah. At Kelly Donna David's, the girls are waking David up. He slept through the day. They're trying to get him going. So Kelly goes into his drawer to get him some clothes and finds... A little baggie of powder, yeah, whatever it is. Bigger bigger than the little tiny Mm -hmm. ones that he's been carrying around. These are no paper folds anymore. Yeah, so Kelly is furious. Kendra, Um, I'm sure that I've told you this before, but seeing that little bag drop like that reminded me of something that happened to me in college. I had a, a cold or a sore throat. And I went to the health center and they were like, you need to gargle with salt water. And they had little packets of salt to gargle with. And they looked exactly like that, right? (laughs) So I put it in my pocket, you know, like no intention of gargling with salt water. But I had it in my pocket and completely forgot about it. And then we went to Walmart later, like days later. And my coat was in the cart. And we were leaving and my buddy grabbed my coat and pulled it out. And that little bag of salt fell out of my pocket onto the floor with a million people, including like staff looking around and like everybody saw it. And it was just like, Oh, Oh, Oh. <laughs> so 
So I'm sure they all thought that I was like heavy, it's heavy salt. into drugs. But it's who's salt. who's gonna believe I have a dime bag of salt? You know, like it doesn't make any sense, but it happened. So gargling with salt is the worst. It is. It's it's effective, but boy, is it worth? I had to do that. I had to do that recently. And yeah, it's no good. Really, no, really sucks. It's pure, so anyway, no Kelly's furious. Her and David get into it, and it ends with Kelly saying that she and Donna are moving out. I love Kelly in this episode. How about that? Yeah. Just start to finish. She, she's so forceful. She's looking out for Donna. You know, she's pulling Donna along when Donna wants to be more of her like schmoopy doopy stuff with David. And I'm just all for it. And David's like, yeah. good go. I'm tired of living with you high priestesses of sobriety, which I just think is a funny <laughs> line. He's He thought that one up. He was holding he had on it. to that he one. He had that. Right yeah, he had that in his back pocket. Yep. Andrea goes to Jesse's. He's on his way out the door, but lets her in so they can talk and, you know, asks her what's wrong. And she's like, well, I'm pregnant. Yeah. He's like, it's going to be fine. We have nine months to figure everything out. Right. Apparently they had a conversation about it that we did not see, but I think that's a mistake. I think, I think not letting us see that conversation is kind of a pivotal moment. It's why it's jarring to start where we are. Maybe that's intentional, but to me, this feels like a deleted scene situation. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, she tells him that she is going to have an abortion or she made an appointment Mm -hmm. and he was like, but we talked about this. You're going to move with me over the summer. You're going to have the baby. We're going to come back and finish school. Like we talked about all this. And she's like, no, you decided that. I didn't decide that. So it's hard for us to know <laughs> right? because we didn't see that conversation. Exactly. But apparently yeah. Andrea feels like she was not part of that decision. I will say, given the time frame, I was a little surprised at how much they put it in, like put the ball in Andrea's court. You know, I mean, it really was kind of forward thinking, I think, in early 90s to be driving it this hard that it is purely Andrea's decision. So I was a little surprised that they were kind of ahead of the curve there. Yeah. Well, Jesse, he's upset and he tells her if she goes through with it, then don't come back. I hated that. I hated that. He gave, he gives her like a, if you walk out that door kind of speech. And I'm like, bro, (laughs) yeah, come back. I totally get that. Like emotions are high and he's feeling like emotional and, you know, is not, is not feeling like he's processing things. Like I get it, but an ultimatum in an already like really delicate situation, I think is just really lousy of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she's like, okay, she goes. Mm -hmm. So on campus, Kelly and Donna are calling Dylan to leave a voicemail and say that Kelly's going to stay at his house. Donna, I guess is going to stay at the sorority house or she's going to try to. And so apparently they are still in a sorority. So that's good to know. Yes. Second thing. Sorority. Kelly leaving the phone call for Dylan. I was like, when was the last time Kelly and Dylan like had a scene together? Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I think we've had group. Almost to the point where at the end of this episode, I was like, oh, right, they're dating. I know. I felt the same thing. I felt exactly the same way. I was like, oh, right. Because he, he's at one point, he's like, all right, I love you. And I was like, what? But <laughs> it's just been a while. Yeah. Donna is very, she's she's not super on board with this. I mean, she's letting Kelly pull her along, but she's worried about David. Yeah, and worried and about Kelly's like Kelly's like, tough love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Kelly's point is like, up. let him hit rock bottom. And Donna's like, well, we need to be there to support him. And Kelly's like, trust me, I've been around this block a time or two. So, and remind me again, Kendra. Okay, so we've established that Kelly and Dylan are in fact together. Donna and David. Not together. Broken up. Yes. We didn't have any resolution on that. Still broken no, up. No, I think they're still okay. broken Ski up. Okay, Ski Lodge kiss, still broken up, drugs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Donna asks about the rent, which is due in a few days, and Kelly is like, we don't live there. Yeah, Kelly's like, it's sorry, not sorry. responsibility. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like he could probably get the rent from his dad, maybe? Probably. Yeah, but I mean, that has, I mean, the rent on that place, realistically, would be insane. Be I mean, all yeah. of their parents have to be bankrolling that. None of them have jobs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Questionable. All right, we go to the classroom with Brenda and Kelly. Yeah. No, no, it's not Kelly because Kelly and Donna come in. Oh, late. oh no, not, it must not just yet. be Brenda. It's just Brenda to begin with. Yeah, I yeah. was a little surprised to see Brenda too. I was like, oh, a scene with just Brenda. Confusing. All right. Yeah, we haven't seen Brenda in a while. I, but like. the class is feminist perspectives and cultural anthropology, yes. and it's taught by the one and only Lucinda Nicholson. She's back, baby. Where's Deshaun? Speaking of college. Yeah. All where's right. Deshaun? 
So Kelly and Donna come in late. It's a very small class. Uh, and Lucinda does mention that she, oh, cause Brenda's like, oh, I think, you know, my brother, Yeah, he was in your husband's class Yeah, and she says that he's not her husband anymore. The they have split. I thought it was funny where Lucinda was, Lucinda was like, well, I would start class, but it seems like we're missing a few people. I'm like, in what world does that happen in <laughs> yeah. college? Okay. No, that's not the way, not the way it goes. Back at the hospital, Brenda shows up and brings some food to Brandon, who has been standing watch mm-hmm. uh, as Nat is in surgery. Yes. She tells him Lucinda says hi mm-hmm. and also tells him that she and Corey Randall have split up, mm. which surprises Brandon. Yeah. At Dylan's, Kelly's there and or no, they come they're coming in or yeah, something. They're bringing all She's Kelly's talking bags about, and stuff. Yes. She's talking about how she really thought that the whole losing Aaron would have been enough to shake him up about doing drugs, but yeah. apparently not. Right. Dylan is feeling very tired from working at the peach pit. Then they have this conversation about bewitched. It seemed a little random where Kelly talks about <laughs> she, she used to like stay home. The housekeeper would let her stay home and make her soup and they would watch bewitched. Yeah. And then she wiggles her um, nose. And then he and has her like wiggle little, her nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wiggle. Can you wiggle your nose? Not like that. No, I could never. I can't. I can't wiggle my nose. Well, you're not a witch. Reminded me a little of WandaVision. <gasps> that, that whole... Flourish. <laughs> watching Bewitched. Mm-hmm. So then they're kissing, but then there's a knock on the door, Uh-oh. and it's poor Donna. There was no room at the sorority house no. for her, so no. she's come to stay at Dylan's. Yes. I have two questions for you. The first is yes. as follows. Suzanne and Erica not living with Dylan right now, but still in town? I was wondering, I was wondering that. I mean, I know they were looking for a place. So I guess they found a place. He works at the pit now, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he gave her that money, so maybe they were able maybe. to. Yeah, maybe they have a place. Okay. Get their own place. Yeah. Second question, has Donna ever been to Dylan's house? And I'm going to say no. Hmm, I was wondering that. I never, I don't recall seeing Tori Spelling like on that set. It's probably a yeah, real I house. So if, I, I don't know if she's ever been I don't there. think so. That's fun. She's still worried about David. She's yeah. like, maybe I should just go back to the house. But Kelly's like, no, <laughs> he's got a drug problem. Right. And Dylan agrees. Mm-hmm. He's like, we all love him, but he's in he's a drug addict right yeah. now. <laughs> right, right. Like we can't we yeah. can't support that. Yeah. Kelly and Dylan, who have both dealt with, you know, yes, addictions they and they sure have things like that. Yeah. So at the radio station, David is back for more. Mm-hmm. He's talking to Howard. He's like, give me the goods. Yep. And Howard is, uh, he's hes just done. Right. He's like, you, he says, you don't have a drug problem. You have a problem getting drugs. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of mixed then, messages from old Howard. Yeah. And then he fires David. Yeah. Kicks him to the curb. Yeah. He's like, you're no good to anyone like this. Yeah. So David's losing everything. He sure is. Except for sweet drugs. If I was David... I'd be like, uh, I'm going to go to whatever powers that be and tell them about yeah. the, the meth you have in your desk. <laughs> I know, exactly. I was thinking, like, is Howard a student? Is Howard a, like a college staff member? I don't really know. But I don't know. Regardless, it seems like there's an issue here. Yeah. Back at the hospital, Brandon falls asleep while waiting, and we get a little old Brandon dream sequence. Yeah. Starts with Jim being like, Brandon, I told you, mm-hmm. you're burning the candle at both ends. <laughs> was and this the only fam- time we saw Cindy? Did we only see Dream Cindy? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. She breezes through later and she's like, I have to go She to does very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah so you're right. Then Lucinda comes in as a nurse. A what kind of nurse? Sexy, Thank you. sexy nurse. Yeah, you sexy must be nurse. clear. Must be clear. Yeah. And, uh, Tells them visiting hours are over. And then she like gets on top of him and is talking about, yeah. I'm going to give you a massage and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here to heal you yeah. back to there. Like we can't have the two of them in a scene without no. it being no the most sexual. Anyway, it has to be can, very sexual. Yeah. You can yep. think of. Yep. So yes, yeah, so they're making out. Mm-hmm. But then Joey wakes up Brandon and lets him know that Nat made it through surgery and he's doing fine. And that Brandon should go home, mm-hmm. which he does. Mm-hmm. At the Walsh house, this Ooh. is where Cindy breezes through. Yeah, that's true. Yep. She doesn't have time she's to cook. She's like, I have no time to cook. And Jim's like, that's fine. I'll cook. And she's like, I left you a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> You're not cooking. 
I like, um, Brandon I like how slept in. giving Cindy a storyline seems to have like taken away her being in the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's definitely in it less. She just has a new reason to leave the room. Like that's, that's all it is. But. <laughs> yeah. So Brandon slept in, but he's on his way to his task force meeting. So yeah. he is still Been a minute on, on those. the task force. Yeah. Jim immediately starts he being is. like, oh, wow, you're really doing it, Brandon. You're doing it all. <laughs> He's and so Brandon's snarky. And Brandon's like, I don't appreciate scene. that. Oh, my gosh. Jim, the level of snarkiness Jim drops is like heretofore unprecedented. It was yeah. insane. But I loved it. Yeah, it's I a little a more time. passive aggressive than he usually It is. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I. They are just like openly hostile towards each other, which I guess is kind of how we left it. But yeah. that it seemed forced to me in the previous episode. So here it was kind of like, oh, we're still doing this. But I had a good yeah. time with their fight. So. So, yeah. So he kind of ends it with being like, what if Nat's never back on his feet? Like, yeah. what, what's your plan then? And it kind of ends there. At the Peach Pit, Suzanne is working. So she did get that job. Mm-hmm. Joey's there. He's saying there's no, there's just no profit yeah. in the peach pit. He Insane. says he's been in it for two years. He's never seen yeah. a dime. So that, that actually, that could be the last time. Remember when Nat thought he was going to lose the peach pit and everything? Yeah. And it was a whole thing. Was there some reference to him getting a partner? I really don't remember that, but. I don't know. It feels to me like a little bit of a retcon, but I'm glad they did, you know, because it makes a little bit more sense to have that Joey put in two years ago. While yeah. this scene is happening and there's one staff member and 30 people in the peach pit, I'm like, where is the money yeah. going? <laughs> where? Where's the money going? They're buying the most expensive like, Seriously. I mean, do they need like, like mob protection? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand yeah. it otherwise. Yeah. I don't know. Suzanne agrees that the boys or the gang can't keep running the peach pit. That's not a good solution. And, Joey's talking about, well, I'm thinking about maybe selling my half of the pit. Yeah. He's like, but I need a buyer. And he's sitting right next to Dylan. So funny in this scene. Wheels begin to turn. Luke Perry doesn't have a ton of dialogue, but every time he's talking, he like takes a big drink of coffee and like puffs out his cheeks and is like, mm. and it's just <laughs> really funny stuff. I really liked it a lot. On campus, the Dean and Brandon run into each other on their way to the task force. Yeah. And they're talking about uh, you know, why he hadn't been there. Mm-hmm. And the Dean is happy that he's still on the task force. Cause he feels like they really need his yeah. opinion there. Apparently. Uh, then they run into Lucinda and they pretend to not why? know each other. Why again, how many times have we seen Lucinda and Brandon be like, hello, I'm Brandon. I'm Lucinda. Like why? Why? Yeah. They're on the same campus. Know. Just be like, Oh sure. Hi, how are you? Just so they don't have to pretend, you know? I would say that uh, pretending only causes trouble because it seems yeah. like it keeps coming out that they know each other later. Yeah. So stop lying about it. Well, after she walks away, the dean is like, you should talk to her, Brandon. She has some firm ideas on the position of women yeah. in education. Yeah. And Brandon's like, I'll bet she does. Oh, oh, oh. I know it. <laughs> So in stupid. class, Lucinda's class, they're talking about, um, she just like walks in and starts the class. She's she ready to go. She's not right waiting off. for, she's not waiting for stragglers this time. No, nope. she's got stories to tell about quilts. She's talking about how women, yeah, used to tell stories by making quilts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like holding up a quilt. Andrea is contributing to the conversation, but then she gets sick and has she to run out sick. of the room. What time of day is it? Would you say, Kendra? Is it a morning? <laughs> well, but later she later she's like, it happens all the time. Oh, okay. But I guess it could be a morning class. I sure. don't know. Yeah. Kelly follows her to the bathroom and she's talking about how it sucks to be sick, but mm-hmm. it will be over soon enough. Yeah. At Jim's office, Dylan shows up and says he wants to buy the peach pit. Yeah. For $75,000 is half of the peach pit. Is that a, is that a deal, Nick? Is That's that what a... I was trying to figure out. I mean... I, I don't, I mean, if you don't own the building and you just own the Peach Pit name and it's never turned a profit, that seems a little steep to me 30 mm-hmm. years ago, but I, I don't know. You know more about real estate than I. Do so. I? Do I know about 90s real you... estate in California more than you? <laughs> well, you have to. You have to know more than me because I, I know none. I'm nothing. just being modest. I'm, 
I know everything about it. <laughs> uh, Another funny scene, Jim, though. They're both very funny in this, I feel like. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan is like, hey, Jim's like, you're going to lose your shirt. And Dylan's like, I can afford it. I got other shirts. I can buy lots of shirts. The whole extended <laughs> shirt metaphor between the two of them, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, of course, thinks it's a terrible investment. Yeah. But Dylan is pretty, he's pretty set on it. Yeah. He's like, now are you going to take care of this or do I have to threaten to fire you again? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a funny moment. Yeah, because Jim is like, you know, I've been doing the books for two years. So apparently two years ago was the time. Yeah. Um, I feel like I do remember. I do remember Jim offering to look at the Peach Pit books. I feel like that is a thing. So I'll have to take your word okay. for it. All right. All right. I don't remember. But um, yeah, Jim's like, in two years, it's never it's never earned any money. And Dylan's like, well, has it lost any? And Jim's like, darn it. No. <laughs> it's looks like steady. it's on. Looks like it's on. Back on campus, D David goes to this guy's room whose name is Andy, I guess. Major boom mic here. Did you notice this? No! How oh am I gosh. missing all the boom mic? When David goes up to the door, it's just like boom mic, boom <laughs> mic lifts. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, they're just straight up. There's so many drugs oh, in I know. this room. It's insane. Out in the open. It's insane. It's not a room. That's the thing. Like, you, it's not a situation where, you know, it's not like a speakeasy where the, somebody can come and you flip the table over and it's not a no. blackjack table anymore. It's just like there are powdered and liquid drugs all around the room <laughs> with giant scales in the center of the room. If anybody walks into that room, it's like, oh, huh. And <laughs> no they've way. got, like, loud music blaring, yeah. so they're not, like... They're, they're not, not trying they're to not keep attention no. from themselves. No. So, yeah. So, David, he wants more. Uh, he asked if he can pay with a check. But the guy's like, nope. <laughs> that cracked be, me up. Gotta be cash. He <laughs> did buy hard street drugs with a check. <laughs> yeah. What do you put in the memo line? Personal check, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So, he is sent away until he can come up with the Yeah, cash. he needs to get the scratch. Yep. Back at the hospital, Nat is looking good. Brandon brought him some flowers, but mm -hmm. then the nurse says he's not allowed to have flowers. Yeah. In his room. I thought that reason. was a weird moment. It was. I guess maybe it's just because Brandon is feeling out of the loop now. And so it's one yeah. the one thing he tried to do. The nurse was like, uh-uh-uh, and she takes it. Yeah. I think that's probably the whole reason, but... Um. Another weird thing is that they're clearly talking about Dylan buying the peach pit, but then when Brandon walks in, Dylan like doesn't want to talk about it. They're like, tell him. And he's like, no, guys, let's not. Let's not. I think I, don't that, know. I think that Dylan is rightly picking up on that would be. I don't know that, that that it would be awkward for Brandon, you know, to suddenly sort of be on the outs of that. I think well, he, he should have told Brandon first. Definitely. I feel like Dylan, I mean, he, he had a meeting with his business manager. He could have said to Brandon, like, hey, man, what if, you know, what if maybe I buy it? Instead, he's sort of blindsided here. So he has to be like, no, that's great. Yeah. So Brandon is, you know, he's like, oh, that's I'm so happy. Mm -hmm. But he's clear. He's clearly not. Yeah. Very happy. Yeah. I mean, he's happy that the peach pit will be safe, but... Yeah, I think he just feels like he was the one who saved it. He was the one who was putting all yeah. the work in, and now Dylan's kind of writing a check, and the story now is Dylan has saved the day. And so, even though yeah. he's happy, that's not a good feeling. Yeah. So, back at the pit, the gang is toasting. They're uh, excited that Dylan is buying the peach pit. Mm -hmm. And we have... I forget how they lead up to this. Oh, Steve is like... So, if Kelly's craving a a mega burger in the middle of the night. You're not going to make one for her. It, he says, when Kelly's with me, she doesn't crave anything. Jeez. <laughs> That's a Lucinda line yeah. right there. Quite the line. Wowzer. In front of all your friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was when I was like, oh, right. They're, they're still a thing. He's also saying that to Kelly's ex. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. David shows up and asks them for the rent. And she's like, sorry. <laughs> we don't live there, chief. That's up to you. Yep. And after he leaves, Kelly is, she just like tells them. Yeah. Well, Steve is like, oh, I'm sensing a little friction here. And he leaves and Steve's like, what's wrong with David? And Kelly, without a beat, turns and says, oh, he's doing drugs. And I just yeah. thought it was so, I just loved it. Like I wanted her to tell <laughs> and she did. And she was just yeah. so like, bleh, here it is. She's and just like, she's over it. She's she not. 
Yes. And and Donna's like, do you have to tell everyone? And she's like, I've told Mel, I've told Jackie, <laughs> yeah. I've told everybody, I, I told it. Aaron. I lo- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. Uh, I love it though. <laughs> Which is, it's a little crazy that she's told them and we don't see like Mel. Right? Stepping in yes. or doing anything. I know. I know. Yeah. A lot of like time issues here are, are strange. Yeah. So I don't. So Donna runs after David Ugh. and like Donna. the dummy she's been in these last Ugh. 10 episodes, she writes him a check for her and Kelly's portion of the rent. Well, that should be fine though, because she probably made it out to the landlord directly, right, Kendra? Oh, but here's the thing. Yes. She made it out to David personally. What? Kendra, no, he's a known drug user. He's got a drug habit. Kendra. Uh, so stupid. Oh, no. So dumb. Well, maybe he'll still pay the rent with it, though. You don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Well, he promises to get help. Yeah. So. Yeah. Back at the Welsh house, Brandon is actually studying. Oh. And Brenda comes in and, like, kind of comments on that. And she pushes him about, like, what's wrong and mm-hmm. um, how, how does he feel about Dylan buying the peach pit. And he says uh, he feels like he's in a game and someone, like, stole his touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Like, swooped in and, and got the glory. Though he said, he's like, I don't need glory. Like, it's all for Nat. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, I would feel... Yeah. I thought it was a very, like, open, kind of a naked moment there between the two of them, which I liked. And it made me think about how terrible they were with brother-sister stuff in the first season. Yeah. And now, whenever they specifically do, like, we're going to do a brother-sister moment, I think they just nail it. I think it's a really good scene here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. At Andrea's, Kelly and Andrea are eating Chinese food. She has her appointment the next day, so she's nervous about that and she hasn't heard from jesse yeah um since their argument and you know she's just i I have to be okay with it because i can't i can't do this right now like i just started college i can't have a baby right now and kelly's like well you just have to do what's right for you uh i noticed in this scene she has a poster of a baby seal on her wall Hmm. i thought it was cute yeah okay that's on brand, saving the baby seals and stuff. That was a thing. I mean, we should still save baby seals, but I feel like at the time, that was a big thing. Yeah. I don't know what I wrote here. Mm. I wrote view of inside of toilet. Yes, that's so funny. When uh, when Kelly leaves, uh, she runs into David, and she's kind of like, uh, you know, they have a little fight. <laughs> and right. uh, David's like, well, I don't, I don't need to live in a dorm for anything. Remember, I've got a, I've got a beautiful apartment with a great view, and Kelly says... A great view of the inside of a toilet. I get it now. I get it now. I loved it. (laughs) So, yeah. So he goes right down the hall from Andrea to the drug, the drug room. (laughs) And uh, they, they let him in. So he, I don't think he spent that money on. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. Mm -hmm. On the rent. No, no. So we go back to Andrea. She's now alone in her room and she's talking to her baby yes. talking to her stomach. Yeah. It's a tough scene. It She's like crying and saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to do this to you. I think and... it's, it's really, it's well acted. My wife watched a lot of this one with me and she was kind of shocked that, because at this point, Gabrielle Carteris like is pregnant. Yeah. And I was wondering my like, wife how, was like, how must it have been for her? Yes. Making her do these scenes like during that time is brutal. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's it is a it's a powerful scene. It definitely is. Yeah. So then there's a knock on her door, and it's Jesse, and he asks for her forgiveness so for well the way done. that he acted. So well mm-hmm. done here, because Jesse thinks that that she's had the procedure. Jesse yeah. thinks that it's over, and he's come to like apologize for the way he acted and the way he treated her, and to like beg her to take him back. And I think that's so important that that happens before he knows. You know, yeah. because mm-hmm. if if he finds out, like if he apologizes after she says, I haven't gone through it, that that's a totally different thing. Yeah, it's totally mm-hmm. different. You know, so I yes. think that's really well done story wise that he kind of lays it out there and, and takes the responsibility for the way he treated her. I think is really well done. Yeah. So after he apologizes, she says that she hasn't done anything yet and that she has decided she wants to keep the baby. Yeah. Which for me felt like 
almost too quick. I agree. Of a turn. I agree. After the whole episode of her being like, I am positive. I'm 100%. And then we get, it's a good scene, but it's so fast. Her just like in that moment deciding she wants to keep it. So I know. I think like acting wise, Gabrielle Carteris, I mean, she hits all the beats. She sells it. But we ended the last episode at kind of a happy moment with Andrea and Jesse. And then we start where she's decided. And then like within this one episode, we do a full arc of this storyline from start to finish. And it's just, we kind of end where we thought we were at the end of the last episode. And yeah. it just doesn't really land yeah. very well. So. It seemed like they're just out of order. It does. The way that they, it does. Yeah. The way they did it. Yeah. But anyway, so Jesse's very happy. Yeah. About that. At the Walsh house, Jim is heating up that lasagna Mm -hmm. that Cindy left for him. Brandon's on his way out to go see Nat. Jim is talking about, or Jim tells Brandon that he's very proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. He says, he's he's like, look, it might not seem like it, but I'm actually really proud of the way you've stepped up for Nat here and everything. And Brandon's like, oh, sure. Yeah, definitely you are. But it, (laughs) it ends up being a nice little moment. I it kind of takes a turn where we're talking about Dylan and Dylan's money and what must it be like to just be able to throw money around and stuff. Yeah. Kind of an awkward turn, I think. Yeah. It's, it's the, all the stuff between Brandon and Dylan, I think is just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Like stuff that I thought we dealt with in like season one and two. I agree. And I feel like Brandon, back. Brandon is on this like major upward trajectory, like with school and everything and like the stuff with the peach pit and everything. I just don't think that there's a real reason for the two of them to have conflict at this point. Like I totally get Brandon being a little like feeling like he's suddenly out of the loop when Dylan swoops in, but like the feelings he's expressing to me just do not track. So I didn't really understand. I agree. So he goes to the hospital and runs into Dylan who is telling him that visiting hours are over. Uh, They just kicked him out. Mm Mm-hmm. Brandon makes a comment to him about like, oh, well, why don't you just buy your own hospital? Yeah. And you can make your own rules. Right. And Dylan's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon's like, I was just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Again, kind of a weird moment. But yeah. It, but it ends with him being like, come on, I'll buy you a mega burger. And he's like, no, I'm going to buy my own. And Dylan's like, at cost, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny, but still, I don't really understand. Yeah. What yeah. So it kind of ends up they're They're fine. You know, Dylan's like, I have all this money. I don't know what to do with right. it. Like, I want to keep the peach pit around. Yeah. And Brandon's like, like oh, I get it. Then what was the point, I guess, is my yeah. question. If, if it's yeah. not going to It lead... was a weird problem that we didn't need. Yeah. I don't know. It was almost like they were trying to give him because more. Here's the other thing. All right. Here's the other thing that, that's problematic with this. I feel like if the story was Brandon was going to the peach pit by himself every day, like slaving away and going back to Nat's bedside and, and Dylan was just like at home surfing or whatever. And then Dylan at the end shows up and like, here's a check and is treated like the hero. Then I think you could be a little irritated. It's like, okay, well, you didn't put any work in. You just gave away money, which is meaningless yeah, to you. Yeah, but Dylan has been working he, at the Exactly. And even in this episode. He's when, been at the hospital. Like, yes. he's been doing everything Brandon's been exactly. doing. Exactly. And so it's not like Dylan hasn't, like, earned that, you know, respect with his time and, and the energy that he's put into it. He absolutely has. In the scene with him and Kelly, he's like, I'm just so exhausted from going back and forth from the hospital and the peach pit all these days. So it's like... Dylan's right there contributing like equally yeah. with Brandon and mm-hmm. then also saves the day. So it's just like, who's the bad guy here? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess cholesterol yeah. is the bad guy. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That's the real lesson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So at the peach pit, Steve is serving and he's getting real good at it. The girls yes. say they, yeah. they think he missed his true calling mm-hmm. or has found his true calling. Yeah. Brandon, he he's like trying to open the register and Brandon's like, no, no, you got to do it like this. And Dylan's like, oh, we got to keep you on as a consultant because mm-hmm. you know how the restaurant works. Yeah. And Brandon's like, you don't have that much money. <laughs> Andrea and Jesse come in and announce two big announcements. Yeah. They are getting, to... they're getting married. Yes. And that she is pregnant. Yeah. And I, Okay. Again, two things. First, how does she not tell Kelly this? Like, how does she, after yeah. all that Kelly's been through with her, like, how does she not be like, hey, listen, girl, uh, real quick. Yeah. Um, I thought that was weird. 
But like, I don't know how we're supposed to feel about this because we don't even get like a proposal or anything, you know? Yeah. Are we supposed to feel like it's kind of a shotgun wedding? Because that's that's what they're making it seem like. So I just don't know if that's the, if that's the goal or not. But yeah, she they break the news to everybody, and I gotta uh, give Jason Priestley a shout out because he of course knows that she's pregnant yeah. and dealing with it. And his he has kind of a subtle reaction to sort of being like, okay, it's resolved. And it's not like he's not the focus, but he's very much like locked into this like friend bond they have. And I thought that yeah. was a good Well, moment. they have this like close face moment where he's like, I told you'd be fine. Kisses are on the mouth. Right on the mouth. Because that's what they do. Right yeah. on the mouth. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, so everyone is super happy. Donna goes to call David because he's not there. Yeah. Kelly... Uh, asks Andrea what changed her mind, and yeah. she just says that the baby changed the baby her mind. It. Yeah, yeah. Donna Andrea, does Andrea's not... like Andrea's like she did, and Jesse's like, hey, he did. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Aww. So cute. Um, there's no answer from David, so, so Donna leaves a message wondering where he is. Cut to the dorm. Oh, He's back gosh. for more. Yeah, and they're not just doing the bags of it anymore now they're shooting it yeah. into their into their feet i could have sworn that he said you haven't had you haven't experienced meth until you've shot it again yeah. not a thing i knew that you could do well it is okay so they're they're you know heating up the needles so gross yeah so i mean so let's yeah. set aside the fact that they're they're doing needle drugs and, and like sharing their needles they're all sitting there without their shoes and socks on in that tiny little room <laughs> yeah Ugh. disgusting no thank you so yeah, they're and uh, we don't see David do it, but they're like, "How about it, David?" And we yeah. don't see him leave, so yeah, I think we're assuming that that's he, the implication. Yep, he does. Mm-hmm. The last scene oh. is. Yep. Brandon goes to see Lucinda. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making good decisions all yep. around. So he goes to see her. He says he's worried about her. He apologizes for everything that happened, and Lucinda's like, "It's not your fault. Like we didn't do anything." And that she talks about how she didn't have the guts to break it off with Corey earlier. And so, you know, it's no wonder he wants a divorce because she's been. That didn't play. That stuff. didn't play yeah. right with me either. I didn't really think that was the nature of their relationship. Yeah. Thing. I thought it was kind of a, yeah. she knows, like he knows what she does. Yeah. She knows what he does kind yeah. of thing. That's how it was presented. So. so I thought this was a little surprising that she's like, he left me, you know, just weird. Yeah. Yeah. So Brandon offers to help her move mm-hmm. and she's like, good. I could really use a friend. And he says, well, you got one. Yeah. And then they kiss. Mm-hmm. And Hardcore. It's, it's a, it's a classic Jason Priestley kiss. Yeah. Where he opens his mouth like the trunk of a car and just. <laughs> it's true. Nom, 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 it's nom. true. He does very wide mouth. I've never kisses. seen a mouth open that wide. Yeah. It's insane. Um, <laughs> I do have to say, though, that is the least perverted scene the two of them have ever Yes! Had. I don't think there was even Not a single double any... entendre. How about that? No, I don't think so. And there are plenty I of things you so. could have said that they didn't. So yeah. I don't know why. I guess they're growing. They're maturing, Kendra. Yeah. As characters. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kendra, what was your what was your nano to no snap? I don't know. I'm going to go with the drug den and uh, shooting up in the, in the toe, I think was... Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Quite, I was either thinking that the or this, the whole scene with Andrea uh, before Jesse comes oh, in. Oh, yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very dramatic. Both are good. Yeah. Both are good. Um, if it's possible to give, like if you and I have the power to give a Razzie Award to someone for an individual episode, I would give mine to Tori Spelling in this episode <laughs> because I thought she's, I, listen, <sighs> I don't, I just think this was a terrible performance start to finish. I don't know. Yeah. It's not her strength, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, serious and sort of And she's been so, like... selling it. I mean, in the past season, I've really grown to love the character. But, yeah, wow. this... Just, like, the past love. ten episodes, I've just been like, ugh. <laughs> well... Stop it. <laughs> it's like... Okay, it's like Donna has no self-respect, is what's yeah. happening with David yeah. right now. And... Like, you can tell that story, but I think you have to, like, kind of own that you're telling that story. Yeah. Nobody is acting like she's acting like she has no self-respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one else seems to be noticing this or, like, aware of this. It's not like, Donna, you need to stop doing this, you know? It's just kind of, like, happening. 
And so that makes it seem like it's almost unintentional. I don't know. Whatever it is, like watching Donna the last several episodes has just been excruciating for me. Yeah. And there were many scenes in here where I was thinking like, let's roll that back and try it again. Because that was clumsy. (laughs) The phone call was terrible. Oh. mm -hmm. Straight up terrible. Anyway, what's the verdict, Kendra? Do you think the episode holds up? I don't know. I think there's a lot of issues with this one. Just the whole Brandon Dillon dynamic and what's the other thing? I mean, Donna in general. And then... um, I mean, the Andrea story. Yes. The Andrea Jesse story. I mean... Yeah, just not smooth. No. Just kind of all over the place. It's like suddenly we're in this great rush and I don't understand it, you know? Yeah. And there's been... There's just been some things where I feel like we keep learning things after the fact and not just things that add layer or texture, things that are like really paradigm shifting. Like suddenly Brandon's back into college politics, you know? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. just keeps happening and I don't understand why. And so it's, I just feel like structurally we're getting to a place where I don't know. It's like, they're just kind of like losing it as they're driving down the road because when college first started, I remember we were both pretty impressed with the way they managed to have that transition. But yeah, lately, it's just fen- felt a little shaky. It's like each yeah. episode is like, oh, crap, we didn't do that in the last episode. Yeah, just say we did, you know? Yeah. And so that bothers me. Yeah. I mean, I like the Dylan buying the peach pit. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not nothing. That's that's a moment to sort of mark in the series. You know, it's it's not a situation where it's like we're never going to hear about that again either. Right. You know? So it is kind of a pivotal moment for that story. So, yeah, I would say continuity wise, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's the thing to take away from this episode. And, you know, I'm wondering if we're building to a and again, listeners, I I've never seen this. Yeah. One of us is before. a 9021 expert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm wondering if we're building to a Andrea exit from the show. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. With marriage and uh-huh. pregnancy uh-huh. so okay. i don't know time will tell kendra yeah time will tell hmm. all right yes it will all right well kendra outside of the radio meanwhile network i'm the host of house things the podcast and radio show of the david a Howe public library i just did such a cool interview with jamie lee rotante who is a writer and senior editor for archie comics we talk all about her betty and veronica stuff that episode should be out by the time this one is so hop over to uh, house things at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcast and listen to that and a great many other episodes what about you kendra what are you up to i am miss musicbox 91 online and i have a website MissMusicBox.com. i'm also the co-host of 90s music got me like yes. where each week we talk about a different 90s song uh most recently we talked semi-charm life mm-hmm. by third eye blind all right Well, tune into those lovely podcasts and join us here next week for our 902 and No discussion on episode 20, Scared Very Straight. Okay. Not just straight. (laughs) Scared Very Very Straight. straight. You got it. You got it. All right. 902 (laughs) and here we go. (laughs) 